adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I watched Space Jam with my kids, like the original Space Jam. I watched it with my kids recently, or with Grace, actually, my 11-year-old, and she liked it. And I loved watching it again, of course. You know what I hate about people watching Space Jam now is everybody loves to shit on it. Like, oh, Space Jam was such a horrible, like, bro, shut up. Like, I'm not looking for an Oscar award-winning performance out of Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. And just Bogues. Let, right. So let me enjoy bad acting and the Looney Tunes. We love that movie because we love that movie. We don't need yeah, an like, explanation I for it. Like, I, I don't, don't have to defend it to you against, you know, No Country for Old Men or something. You know, it's like what that. I was definitely going to say No Country for Old Men, too. Which I love that movie, too. But no, great movie. Awesome. Definitely deserve the Academy Award. Like I know that you, I know you like the childhood movies from your childhood, mm-hmm. but do you watch? Have you found any childhood, any uh, children's movies like newer ones that, as you're in your twenties now, that you that you like? Because I am exposed to all of that because of, I have young children, so I end up, for example, Despicable Me. My kids and I have been watching all this, all the Despicable Me's and the Minions offshoot, and right. I, the first Despicable Me was pretty funny. I liked that one. The rest of them are kind of okay. Um, for, I grew, me and Tony grew up in the golden era of Disney. So for a long time after they were our basically teens, they started missing, right? But I think Moana is one of the best Disney movies ever made. It's fantastic. The Frozen uh, movies were okay. I got dragged to the Frozen movies. I'm not they doing were fine. this. I'm not saying they were great. I'm not telling you that. I'm not, I loved it. But here, here's my like barometer for watching movies with my kids. It's like, do I fall asleep during it or not? It has to, and, and a lot of it I do. A lot of their stuff, they watch these Barbie movies where nothing ever happens, and I just, I'm out 20 minutes into it, and I wake up with them changing the channel to something else. But like the Frozen movies... I stayed awake for the whole thing on those. They were okay. They were interesting enough. Sing two. Sing two is more recent. Now my and they, in Sing two they go to something that's like pseudo Las Vegas, and now my kids really want to go to Vegas. It's really interesting how Vegas, how much Vegas would appeal to children. But if you took children there, you you would obviously see that that's not something you should do. I don't think. They got a bunny ranch. Yeah, that's that's not what that is. It's not a, really? it's not a literal tone. It's not what yeah. you're thinking. I mean, depends on how you look at it. <laughs> it's, it's all about perspective. I see. I've seen a lot of people with their kids in Vegas, and I'm always surprised by that. Like, a, what is there for your kid to do here? And b, why do why do you want your kid here? Well, they probably live there. I don't know if I don't think people that live there are just hanging out on the strip with their kid in a stroller or whatever. Hey, you know, it's a nice day outside. Same same thing over here. You know, hey, there's some lights and you want to get out the house. It's been hot all day. It's it's nighttime. Let's 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 just go see the lights and stuff like that. I don't that tone. That'd be like you living in Chicago and you're like, oh, it's a nice day. Let's go ride the Ferris wheel and look at the bean. Like I don't think that's what you do. Eh, you know. 
it's free? <laughs> I'm sure that Ferris wheel is not free. Get, get your exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's somebody's whole existence is 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 living in uh, what we deem Sin City, and somebody people are raising families there. I wonder if the experience is different, you know, for them and how we view it versus how they view it, where it's just kind of like, ah, oh, prostitution, ah, it's part of everyday life or. No, I think you're misunderstanding. Like, I don't think the people that live there are doing tourist things. Like, I, when I lived in New Orleans, we weren't just like, let's have Mardi Gras every day. That's not really, or let's go to Bourbon Street every day. That's not really how it works oh, I when you live good. in a place. That'll be lit every day. When you live when you live somewhere, you live your normal life. And there's pro- probably a lot of those people that live there aren't necessarily, and especially if you have families, aren't living on the Strip. There's a lot of nice areas around Vegas. Gotta get out more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should send you somewhere exotic tone. We should send him like Russ uh I don't know, anywhere that's more than forty five minutes away from his house. <laughs> we'll send Tony on a wild weekend to Indianapolis. Tony, you, when do you turn thirty, bro? Uh November. You turn thirty in November. I need you to do something for me. By that time you'll be married. I need you. And obviously, you're not going to be a single man anymore. So you and Stephanie, to like, I need you to visit five cities in the next year. Five years is a lot. I mean, I don't think of it that way, but fine. But that's not the point, Jason. I need you to visit five cities that you've never been to. Well, she's going to make him travel, Russ. There's no way. I mean, she like you, you, she's, you, Jason, she's classy Jason, Jason, and Jason. she's a world citizen. You like, gotta, you gotta Steph, stop. Steph's going to make him go places. You gotta stop assuming that we don't know that. I mean, we we do it's, have it's like kind of two objects crashed. Stop interrupting my request, gentlemen. Let me finish my request. <laughs> go. You're still five? going. This is an old. Go. You said five cities, but Jason. Simmer. Okay. What are the rest of the uh, requirements? Go ahead. Five cities that you've never been to. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, you can't just stay in the hotel. Deal? Okay. I mean, right. it's a safe bet that she'll take me places. Um, I don't have the urge. So going into the dating scene, you know, everybody was like, oh, I love to travel. I'm going to be like, eh, well, you know, it's not I've one of my favorites. Two cities, so so, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there's that. So there's that. So I always had that speech prepared for anybody had in their bio. Or it was very rare where I saw something in someone's bio that said, um, you know, I love to travel. And I'm like, uh, I mean, like, what Tony, is Tony going on the date? Yeah, yeah. I've been to, uh, yeah, obviously, Chicago, where I'm from. And he'll do his hands thing, like he likes to do in Chicago <laughs> and Milwaukee and Atlanta. I think he went to Orlando, so he's up to four. Is that right, Tone? Uh yeah 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 okay yeah you were, need to you need to get like for like ten when that happened <laughs> yeah I mean like when people put that in their bios I love to travel what what are you trying to say like what does that mean really literally I like to travel yeah, it means exactly like, I don't I don't it's English I mean is that is that a, is that a trait that would be desirable for yes I like somebody like, who stay goes to different places besides the place that they live yes I mean you're the weirdo. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, I'm not going to base 
like my love or my interest in somebody Sorry. based on how many cities that uh, I don't Christ. think anybody that's not else what does it's, either. You're just trying to tell someone a little bit about yourself in a thumbnail here. These are the days I want to choke Tony to death. <laughs> Everybody says he knows that, damn though. He knows damn well that's not what Every, it, how, how does to that say. separate you from the rest of the pack? I like to travel. No, it, okay. if, if I was, if I, if I saw, if it was the roles were reversed and I saw your profile on a <laughs> dating app and it just said, I've been to three cities. No, I'm not swiping right, Tony. I'm sorry. I've been to, I've sorry. Been to three. I've been to three cities and planning on keeping it there. I've been on That's three cities and I live in one of them. <laughs> Make on, me man. leave. Make me leave. <laughs> Russ's bio just says I can be there in two hours. The red y'all think eye, baby. Honey, y'all think I'll be y'all on the there, next man. flight. Tony, I always wanted. I always start from the position of trying to defend you, and that always ends up being a uh, perilous position. Because I, I just, I don't know if I know anyone else who's like anti-travel who just doesn't want to. Like, this I'm not, I'm not anti-travel. I don't, know if I, can th- I don't know if I can think of anyone no, else who's are. like, at no, 30, I'm not Tony, interested I'm, in ever seeing anything else. Yeah, no, at I'm 30, not, yes, you are anti-travel. I'm not, I'm not anti-travel. I'm anti-promotion that I travel. Tony, you, but you don't travel. If you say I was anti-promotion to travel, but you travel, that's one thing. But you don't even travel. So like, it's like, all right, all right here, here's, here's what I'm saying. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be nice for this to happen? You you're just having a conversation with somebody, you're vibing out, uh, you talk about something. Oh, that's funny. I've been I've actually been there. Oh, have you? Oh, that's interesting. Not just all right. Run off all the list of places that you've been. Well, I've been to here. I've been to here. Okay. All right. What's Tony, interesting that, about you though, Tony? That's not how any date go. Like, <laughs> I'm I don't want to do this anymore. Just I just I picture this being like Tony gets mad. Tony matches up with someone that says they like to travel, and then the whole thing is him just asking him. So wait, you've been to Boston? What's that like? Why? Just every city the person lists. What's that like? But Tony, Tony's not a normal human being, so I would imagine he doesn't know what normal human being conversations sound like. So (laughs) this is like I'm gonna talk to this wall. (laughs) Start the show. All right, all right. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm your host, Jason Leisure. My co-host, Russ Dorsey, is in a bad mood. Like, how do we fix this, Russ? How do we get you back, bud? Uh, Tony Traveler. Well, I, I don't think we can accomplish that in the next Well, then my mood's not going to change. <laughs> All right, is there anything we can do to figure this out for you? Do you? Nope. I mean, what can nope. we do, man? Nope, we'll figure okay. out if this Russ is entertaining or not. So you're just going to be defiantly difficult for the show. That's where... I mean, Tony does it, has done it every week since we started our podcast, so yes. He has. That's correct. In a way, we pay him to do that. Um, well, all right. We'll see if that works. We'll just have we'll have you and Tony both do that, and we'll just see if I can overcome the odds to have a show today. Either way, buddy. We got, thank you, thank you. There you go. Look at that. He's smiling. We're getting somewhere. All right. Uh, we got Tony Gill, our producer, working the boards for us. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, COVID is running rampant through my house. Um, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is doing all kinds of interesting things, or at least being discussed in interesting ways. Um, I mean, we're going to just put Tony's mic on mute during all of that. Um, lots to get to, plenty beyond that too. Um, but first off, our show is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com/sa, and you will automatically get our discount applied of twenty-three dollars off your basket. At checkout, your basket, your cart. What do you call it, Russ? Cart. I have always called the the thing you use at the grocery store. I've always referred to that as a cart. And then when I lived in the South, 
I learned that a lot. It's more common down there that they call it a basket. You go through Walmart with your basket. Well, I was hoping that might be interesting, but it's not. Okay. So sheets, sheets and giggles. If you love their sheets, wait till you try out the mattress. Like you already do love their sheets. We know you do. We do. We have them on our bed. Take it to the next level. Get on there. Get in on these mattresses. They're pre-order right now. And while they're pre-order, Sheets and Giggles is giving you $200 off. And obviously, like I just told you, if you use if you use our link and go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, you'll get an extra $23 off that. You're going to want to jump on that because that deal is going away next month. Once these things are ready to ready to rock, ready to send out, they're going to get rid of that $200 off deal. Um, they're made. These mattresses are, uh, are, are perfectly designed for airflow and keeping you cool and comfortable. Our show is also brought to you by Homage. And Homage, uh, we love everything they do. We have a new promo code for them, by the way. Uh, you can get 20% off at Homage now with our code SPORTS20. SPORTS20. Uh, and Homage supplies all the shirts for our show that we wear on our videos. A lot of you guys will see those videos on Twitter. Uh, Tony, what do you have today? Tommy Pickles, Rugrats, represent one of my favorite shows, mixed with mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite teams, the Chicago Bulls. So, Tommy Pickles, let's go. Um, the, the the leader of the group, always, but always getting into trouble. Always, always finding a way to get his team in trouble, but always managed to get him out too. <laughs> that is a great take, Tone. They have a lot of those things at Amish. They have a lot of mashups between NBA and uh, some of your favorite cartoons. As a kid, they have Ninja Turtles. Uh, I think you have one of those, Tone. Don't you have the Raphael Chicago Bulls shirt? Yeah, um, yeah. They, they have a lot of Nickelodeon stuff. I think I've seen SpongeBob the better and of the, NBA the, stuff on there. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, unlike your choice of of Donnie for some reason. Yes. We've been over that, yes. Russ, what do you uh, what do you have from homage today? I have my Daffy Duck Space Jam shirt, yeah, as you yeah. see right there. Uh, one of the greatest movies of all time, despite what people say. And like we talked about earlier, people like to take a dump on it, but it it accomplished the goal. Not smart people. Smart people don't. I, I, I don't. People in my circle love Space Jam, and would lo- they have a lot of different Space Jam shirts on homage too. They do. Um, I, I, I am wearing one of their national park shirts. They have a whole series of national park search, national parks shirts from around the country. And uh, the one I'm wearing right now, my wife is going to laugh at me for because it's the Florida Everglades national park, which I have never set foot in and never want to set foot in. It is full of snakes and panthers and alligators and God knows how many bugs and other things that could kill you, but it's a cool shirt. And it's fun to drive through the Everglades. You can drive through on Alligator Alley and see some alligators on, uh, like, you know, sunning and stuff like that. But I do, I, I want to wear the Everglades shirt because it's a cool looking shirt, but I do not ever want to go in the Everglades because I'm terrified. Isn't that where they take uh, people when you don't pay your gambling debts? Uh, a lot of things happen in the Everglades, Russ. A lot of things. Yes. We a lot leave, of things. You got to leave the Everglades alone, man. Like we're, I, I, th- like, I think the Everglades are sending us a clear signal to stay out by the fact that they have panthers and alligators. If you had that at your house, I would say, okay, snakes. Uh, you don't want, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wanting me to come in. I got it. Yeah. Protect the environment. We're not going to like yeah. what comes out. Russ, do you like, I've been to a few of the national parks like uh, Acadia and stuff like that. Have you been, have, do you like that kind of excursion outdoors, hiking, uh, exploring nature? Are you into any of that or no? Jason, you've been my friend for a good while now. I think you know the answer to that. 
That's a no. And we have already covered this with Tony. <laughs> Tony went to a park and was worried about uh, what was the what was the snafu you ran into? You were with your fiance's family, Tony, and you tried to go to a park. Yeah, it was like a hiking trail. Yeah. Yeah, and I wore Yeezys and almost died. It was his no fault. I don't feel sorry for him. Almost died, meaning I think you slipped on some rocks. It was going to yeah. crack his head open. Yeah, yeah, I, I could have died for real, for real, because there was no <laughs> signs that there will not be sidewalks on on the, the trail. Uh, here's my thing: at the fu- at the funeral, I would have been like, "I love Tom. He was a dear friend, <laughs> but it was his fault because he wore easy slots in the <laughs> in the forest." That's that's that's, that's, that's I was Russ mo. Russ's mo is I, I love you, but you did this to yourself. You did. Right. Yeah, I have. A, can I amend my statement on the, the on nature? I do love like the ocean. I love living by the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, some days I will just go out there and sit next to the lake or walk around Shed Aquarium where like you're about by the water. So I like that part of nature, but I'm not a big hiker uh, or forester or spelunker. That's not my bag. Spunker. I'm not either. What's to that? be fair, I don't. I don't like any of that either. I don't like getting dirty at all. You need to get some pictures, Russ. You need to have someone take a photo of you sitting at the lake, thinking. You know, sitting there just pensively. You know, going through your mind thoughts and stuff. Put that on the gram. Nah, nah, that's corny, Russ. I got. I, I got a question about that. Has anybody, um, like when you go out on a date, has anybody asked you just to take a picture of them, in like, trying to be that corny situation like oh i need i need a picture of this the light is hitting me perfect or i need a picture of this i'm right next to this Mm-mm. thing no i i know people take pl- pl- pictures of their food but that seems pretty normal to me in this day and age yeah somebody but nothing like get get flick me up real quick <laughs> none of that yeah somebody asked me to do that before i met my lovely future bride when i went on a date i'm like all right well this is this is will be the last one this is weird <laughs> Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get to this eventually, but part of the Zach Wilson story is the new guy Dax Milne, is it Milne or Milne? Him and the uh, him and the woman. There's like pictures of them holding hands on the beach, and I'm like, who's taking these pictures? Like this is supposed to, this is being portrayed to us yeah, as no, an a moment. And come on, yeah. Um, before we get to that, I have an announcement. We're going to get to that. We are definitely going to get to oh, that. No, I, oh, I, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, We will be getting to that. Um, our show is, again, brought to you by Homage, and you can go there and get 20% off your first order with promo code SPORTS20. They got tons of stuff on there, tons of these graphic T-shirts like we wear on the show, hoodies, sweatshirts, pants, shorts, everything else. Russ, what is the big announcement? I'm not a, You didn't run this by me. I have no idea what's coming next. Yeah, no, I usually like to save the fun show, stuff for, uh, you know, spur of the moment. But okay. if you... If you at by the time of this recording, you may have seen it already. Uh, but I haven't told you guys, and this is we're recording it before it comes out. I am going to be in the booth for Friday Night Baseball starting this Friday, uh, in Denver through the end of the season, and it should be really cool. So, Friday Night Baseball for Apple, I'm going to be doing color commentary. Hey, that's awesome, man. Let's go. So no, this, uh, is it, you, will you be doing that this Friday? Yeah. So starting okay, so this episode the day this out, episode comes out, I will be this in Denver, comes Colorado. Out Friday morning. Friday morning, you will be uh, late as you're hearing this on Friday morning. If you're one of our listeners who gets this right away, you can I'm tune on. in Friday night to see Russ 
and who do which game on Apple TV? Yeah, so it's going to be me, uh, Melanie Newman, doing the play-by-play, my my guy Chris Young. Uh, no uh, Katie Nolan? White Sox. No. Oh, I like you. Uh, uh, and so we're going to be doing that game. Uh, I'll be on the East Coast broadcast through the end of the season, three of us, and then the homie, Lauren Gardner, is going to be the sideline reporter for that game. So Rockies, Pirates this week. Uh, I believe it's Phillies, Cubs, and Philly next week. Uh, but no, it's really exciting. It's something that I've, I haven't done before, but I, I'm really excited about and to be able to bring a reporter's perspective to the booth, I think is something that's really cool and then bring some personality and fun as well. Yeah. Some black in there. Let's go. Like baseball is back, baby. Uh, Chris Young is also black. Tom. Oh, there you go. good to know. Good to know. Good for him. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> Uh, Tony, do you have any advice for Russ as he uh, gets ready to make his debut? Russ, get a get a notepad out here. Um, hmm. what do you want with your baseball broadcast, Tony? What will get you to tune into this oh, game? Oh, oh, yeah, I've been waiting for this my whole life. Um, let me let me lose the pin. No, no, no. Right, <laughs> jot this down, Russell. There's not enough black references in baseball, like you know, black movies, you know, mm-hmm. like black pop culture. Like just get, it's something that equates what's going on to stuff that I'm familiar with: basketball, football, food, <laughs> like stuff that's going on. Like sometimes, like uh, NHL free agency happened, right? People were like going oh, crazy, yeah. like what, what? And I'm like, all right, put this in basketball terms. And people were doing that. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I, I get it. Like something that I can grasp onto. In in the in game broadcast that I can be like, yes, I am being heard right now. They are right, talking so to if me. I could sum, if I can sum this up for you, bullet point number one is make it basketball. That's what I heard. I'm sure that's what they hired you to do. What else you want, Tom? Um you're gonna be on video, right? <laughs> it's a podcast. Tony, I'm a I'm on it's a, a baseball I'm, it's I'm, Apple it's a baseball TV broadcast. All right, I'm 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 gonna need all the change, bro. Big chain in oh, oh, see, okay, that I can do. Those yep. are coming out. Understand me? Okay. Yeah, I mean, all the chains. I need the 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 low cut unbuttoned shirt with all the chains. That's that's what I need. I need, okay. I, I need all that. So bring sex appeal to Friday Night Baseball, guys. Yes. Yes. Done. Yes. He was planning on doing that anyway. Play, yeah, you know? it was it was coming with me whether you wanted it or not. Yeah. Um, and you know, a couple of sports sports adjacent references. We all good. You, I'm locked in. I'm usually I'm usually with you on that tone. Uh, I don't think that will be maybe not maybe not this first broadcast. Maybe what would be the sports adjacent references that you want him to do, Tony? You want him to throw it to Tony Gill with glass? You want him to put on some glasses and be like, "I'm Russ Dorsey <laughs> with glasses," and then read something poorly? Or no, like, just I can't, some, say, some, some, I can't say "ao" on the national broadcast, Tony. <laughs> right? I can't, yeah. I can't do that. Oh, you can Probably drop that in somehow. I can't. I can't. I can't drop that. What if you come, What if you come back from break and introducing yourself uh, as Dr. Jerry Russ or something like that? It won't be. be I don't think that. I don't think that one is going to be happening. But I'm uh, trying to help. What, what else, Tony? Man, my God. The yo is Maybe perfect try, because try, it's quick. A good, like, it's uh, only uh, only people of the culture that. will understand. Tony, you want me to get fired before I <laughs> even start this thing? All right, here's one that's actually good. How here, how about this? How about somebody hits a home run, Russ, and your home run call is 
you just belt out all three of Tony's catchphrases right in a row. See me? Understand me? You hear me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you, oh, you know this is going to happen in a baseball game, right? When they pan the crowd and somebody is just taking down a glizzy, just taking one down, you'd be like, whoa, there's a gladiator over there. Here's my thing, Tony. There are things that we let you say on this podcast because, you know, we won't fire you. And I'm pretty like if, if NBC Sports Chicago wanted to fire you, they would have done it by now. So they clearly don't. <laughs> they would have done it 20, 20 times by now. Yes. Um, but this is the second largest company in the world we're mm-hmm. talking about. They're not going to take no chances. Can you say gladiator? But if people don't know what type of gladiator, it seems. The, the people that need to know will we'll understand. Uh, that's not really what you want to do on a national broadcast is, um, you know, kind of fine tune your broadcast to make it make sense to Tony, nine people. Tony want me to turn into black Jim Cotton on a broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> just start saying stuff. So by the time people are hearing this, they'll be getting ready to watch you in your uh, your national TV day broadcast, game broadcast debut. I know yes. you've been on other things, but that's... Yes. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. That's good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Are you doing it the playoffs? It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think so. Just uh, the second half of the season starting on Friday. But going to get to go some different places, cover some really good games, some good teams, and do. I'll be I'll be trying to do some different stuff while I'm at these places in terms of stories and uh, video content, sitting down with guys. So it should be really good. Zach Wilson. Let's get to Zach Wilson. Um, there's so much to get to with Zach Wilson. By the way, I, I mentioned earlier uh, COVID running through my house. Three of the five people in my house have tested positive now. I have not. So, so both daughters and your wife. Yes, correct. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, the baby. Oh, Luton. The baby and my uh, eight-year-old daughter and my wife. Those are the three. My wife. <laughs> yes, yes. Very I'm sure the other uh, uh, that's you may be hearing me uh, becoming positive throughout the course of the show. For all I know, I expect once it's in my house, it's going to hit everybody. Uh, but you know what? We get that, uh, the upside is, and my wife was telling me this. There is like nothing better than canceling plans. Mm. Now I have like four days coming up to do whatever I want while we're or five days or whatever the quarantine period is. Have y'all? Uh, have y'all? Are y'all like different? Every, who? Where are you staying in comparison to where the Posies are staying. Not really. And I always had thought about this is the first time that I've that we that we are aware of that we have COVID in the house. Yeah. But it's uh, that sounds good on paper. It's like nearly impossible in real life when you have kids. Like we not just gonna be able to like make the basement into the, an apartment or into a sick ward or whatever. Like it's, it's big especially with a baby. It's big enough. You, the basement. Yeah, your basement. Yeah, yeah, it is. We talking about Russ having money. Yeah, yo, Jason. (laughs) Man, don't let Jason trick y'all. That's what I be trying to tell people. He just trying to throw the Russ is wealthy. Right? Nah, (laughs) I've been I've been to Jason's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's good food over there. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the first time I saw Jason's basement. It just kept going over there. It kept going. I thought they. I thought they, I, we came down the stairs one way, and I'm like, "Man, this is really nice." Here. And I turn around. I'm like, "It just keeps going." It's like, "Hey, like you know who grills artichokes? People with money." 
<laughs> Facts. <laughs> That's true. That's probably true. People who would even know to do that. Yes, you're probably right. The basement, our basement is great. It is a, because the house is a ranch style house. So it's one story and flat basically, but the basement. Vast. The basement covers the entire, the basement is the same as the house. A lot of houses in Chicago have partial basements and, and places in other parts of the country have no basements. I mean, you can't have a basement in the Southeast, for example. Um, it's crazy. You're drowning. Yeah, we have like half of half of it is like kind of carpeted and play area for the kids. And there's kind of a living room down there to watch TV. And then maybe a quarter of it, we have uh, hockey net and pucks and sticks. That's like for exercise. And we got a treadmill and stuff down there. And then the other quarter of it is uh, is storage. It is very helpful to have a basement. And also my wife will never go down there because it's, cold and dreary and I don't know sometimes one thing about basements is there's always you always get, get bugs down there and stuff my wife will almost never go down to the basement it's hmm. so like I, I could hide out there all day and probably be undisturbed playing Nintendo 64 and there's a fridge down there you know full of drinks it's a can, good life down there can I can I read one more comment about uh the Rona um I, yes I took public transportation for the first time in three years today Mm-hmm. And as soon as like I was like, oh okay, it'll be cheaper than parking downtown. I got to go into the office more often, so I figured I'd just take public transportation, which is something that you got I did a bus or ago. what? Uh, I take a bus and uh, I had to take the L. Okay. Um. So as soon as I stepped on to the bus, I realized, man, that van still out here. Like the moment I stepped on that yes. bus, I was like, yo, I am scared. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of stopped thinking about it for the most part and stopped like wearing a mask in the grocery store and everything. And then I went to a Sox game last month and got on the red line afterward. And I was like, oh boy, this is full of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enclosed spaces. First time, and I've been on airplanes even and not really felt like that. Although on airplanes, everybody was wearing masks Mask, at the time. Right. I haven't flown since. But yeah, like but, I can, I had to, I had to make sure because of that feeling when I got on earlier and I got on when everybody else was at work. So there was a bunch of space to be had, but I yeah. made sure I left the office early to avoid the at home, the go home traffic, because I don't know how my anxiety would have been seeing a jam packed train or bus right now. Like it would have bothered me. I probably just would have took it over. Like it was weird. You, know, I, I, I got to get used to it. Like, I'm going to get over it because I'm going to do it more often. But that was a weird feeling, seeing all those people in the, in that enclosed space. Like, I, I wonder if anybody that's listening, like, has ever, like, felt that, like, as they return back to or, you know, go back to doing normal things. But that was a weird feeling. I know it's going to feel like that for me the first time I fly now that there's no mask mandate, assuming that's still the case whenever I fly. I haven't flown since, I want to say, March was the last time I went somewhere for work. Um, I haven't really needed to or wanted to fly since then, but I'm, I will be starting again for football season next month. Um, we've covered a lot of that. We have not covered Zach Wilson. There is so much Zach Wilson to cover. Russ, I'm going to do my best to run through the bullet points on this. And you just tell me if I, if, if I have a handle on this. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Zach Wilson broke up with his high school sweetheart this year. Yes. So far. So good. Okay. Uh, she's now dating uh, Zach Wilson's former college teammate, uh, Dax Milne, who plays for Washington. Yes. Um, an Instagram commenter accused this woman of being a, quote, homie hopper. 
And she responds by accusing Zach Wilson of cheating on her with Zach's mom's best friend. Is that the entirety of the story? Do I pretty much have it? That's what I know. Well, that's a fun NFL story for July. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing going on. You got the four letter people yelling all day. This is, this was perfect timing. It's a weird one to talk about. Yeah, it is a weird one. It's an interesting one. Um, Here's my thing. I think it's weird for the girlfriend to go to the best friend slash former teammate roommate uh, right after. I'm not a proponent of cheating at all. I don't think that's good. Uh, had, Had he not cheated on her with mom's best friend? That's one thing. He might not have. Yeah, here's my thing. I don't think the mom's best friend part is weird if they weren't together, personally. Oh. I don't know, Russ. Floor is yours. It's going to make for some awkward uh, Memorial Day cookouts, I feel like, in the neighborhood. This This is the only part of it that's weird. How old is mom's best friend? Two. Probably, probably mom's age. How long has mom and best friend been friends? Probably a long time if it's her best friend. Uh, you know, moms are weird. Like they meet other moms at grocery store and stuff, and then that's their best friend. They drink wine and stuff. But so I don't know how that's, this situation is with. That's Zachary. how mom's lives are, huh? Yeah. I mean, okay. For, for watching right. from a distance, yes. Sure. Um, but here's my thing. How do I get on this podcast? <laughs> oh, you're just going to have to let it fly and we'll see what happens. All right. So I have dated older women since I started dating. And I'm not going to say that I haven't dated somebody two times older than me. Okay. You're not going to say that you haven't. So, Correct. So you're saying that you did. Okay. Correct. So it's like if. If that's the was situation. it one of your mom's friends? No, absolutely not. Okay, well there we go. All right. I mean, I had to ask, but no, I think I think the the weird part about this situation is the mom's best friend. However, if it's just like it was a, a woman two times older than Zach Wilson, eh, I think that's relatively normal. The part of about him being the mom's friend is weird because if she's known Zach since he was a minor. That's part's weird. Tony, you I I Because it seems like plotting. She groomed <laughs> she groomed that boy. Okay. Tony, you've clearly been uh fighting back all your thoughts on this. So let's just kind of open the fire hydrant here. What do you got? <laughs> no, man, I mean because uh, the reaction to like she had to I think she his ex-girlfriend that started this uh, had to, you know, get rid of her social media. Because Jets fans were like giving him the attaboy and you know harassing her, just to be honest. Uh, this is a weird story. It's like it's always that thing, right? Where the guy in this situation is deemed the conqueror. If if the gender roles were reversed, it'd be. I mean, it'd probably be a bigger story. <laughs> than, mm-hmm. than what it is um, because it, it absolutely cannot happen the other way for for some reason. Uh, but, 
Yeah, the I don't the mom's best friend. Presumably, she's seen him. And again, we don't know the history, right? Like Russ said, we don't know the history of when they became. We don't even know if it's true. We don't even know if it's true. That that is also true. But he is is also not denying this comment on an Instagram comment. (laughs) Right. He, uh, he, he, I think his latest social media post this was, oh, I was on a trip with with the guys or we went somewhere. What I miss? What am I supposed to do with that? (laughs) That is not a denial. Nobody in the family has come out and denied it. So it's like, this is just a a, a weird story. And I think it's a, just a peek into somebody, somebody's life uh, that I I wasn't prepared for, but you know, it's, it's just weird that if she knew him for years, that, that she was waiting, she was waiting to jump on it. Cause here's my thing. You had your mom's friend that says, "Oh, you so handsome," but I never took that and like, Miss Johnson, don't do that. Because <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like I've never Just, done that. Russ, to your point, there had to be signs leading up to this from like making side comments in front of like, "Ooh, you 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 gonna be a cougar slayer or." Okay. Something. Again, if if this actually happens. If this happens. If this happens. Russ and I sit here and we're like, okay, this is just an Instagram comment responding to another Instagram comment, and you are acting as though this was all laid out in the New York Times, don't. I mean, if anybody had the the knowledge, wouldn't it be his ex-girlfriend? That's a pretty random thing to say. Uh, Doesn't she seem like she probably kind of has uh, a beef with him? They definitely got gone, gone on to date one of his friends and best friends, actually. Don't you think I don't. you? Uh, OK, a couple things here. Like, I, don't you find it odd that Zach Wilson gets sideswiped by all this? Like he didn't even provoke this. No, uh, she I mean, this was in it. This he was some other Instagram commenter calling her uh, a quote homie hopper. That is funny. It, that ignited this. <laughs> Zach Wilson is not having anything to do with what's going on this week. Yeah, my man was minding his own business, probably. Yes. Clapped somebody else's mom. All right. All right. <laughs> Russ, what about what about the idea of uh, dating one of your friends' exes? You were saying earlier. You said not right away. Absolutely. But is it is it is it uh, is it like how much time would have to pass, or or is there no amount of time that would? So I I wouldn't for me personally. I'd say that's a no go for me. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that at all. I think it's one of those situations where you got to have a conversation with your homie before you do it. Cause it could get nasty. Cause it's like, yo, how long you been eyeing shorty? Was it when we were together? Then you get this whole situation. So I think it's one of those situations. If you have a friend and uh, your ex and your friend's thinking about going out with your girl. As the friend, you have to go to your friend whose girl you're trying to talk to and say, hey, man, would you be mad if I talk to blank? And if the friend says no, hey, okay. Uh, but to me, I think, I think that's breaking homie code, me personally. It's like there's so many other people out here you could date. Well, why you got to date her? Well, that's what I always say. I always say why billions of people in this world, a lot of people like it doesn't have to be somebody from from work or it doesn't have to be your (laughs) friend or it doesn't have to be your friend's ex. You know, like it's okay if we 
uh, cross off, you know, one or two or even 20 names off your list of possibilities here. Yeah, it's a big world. Yeah, yeah. Stuff just don't happen. That, 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 that's, that's a plot. I've been plotting. Like, get out of here. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all not gonna pretend like this just happened. Nah, y'all been plotting my downfall from, the, from the, both of y'all can go. Since this, uh, since this story has broken, Russ, uh, people are voting for Zach Wilson, or not voting, but um, betting on Zach Wilson to win MVP. His MVP odds have improved over the course of this week. MVP in the streets. Russ, I feel like the uh, Zach Wilson story cheered you up a little bit. It was a interesting story. There was that piece that I said while we weren't recording that I think kind of applies here. I don't know if I can say it on air though. I, I can. I do know, and it's that you shouldn't. I uh, can't. Um, especially, you seem real happy about that Apple job. I feel yeah, like I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm a yeah. play it safe tone. I'm sorry. I feel like you were amused and entertained and. Uh, Saw a little bit of yourself somewhere in that story. I'm not sure, but Maybe, uh, ooh, just, let's just it really, it really brightened your spirits. Let's call it bullshit, Tone. This is bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. High quality bullshit. <laughs> World class designer bullshit. To be sure. Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience. Or- Make it appear that they know what they're talking about, and what comes out is bullshit. I call bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to Sheets Giggles. Tony, have you noticed I've been like giving you the space to do that? I've been pausing. I've been kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate it. It's gonna get pressed regardless. I think. I, I know that. I'm well aware. I know you it's will just, not adjust to me. Yeah, it's just whatever you feel comfortable doing. Right. It's getting pressed. Right. That's what you're Seventy something episodes. That's been the case. You will not adjust adjust to Russ and I, even though in this tiny little realm we're your bosses. We we have to constantly adjust to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, checks. You know, you always threaten it, but we never do, and so it never. You know, I I'm as a parent, I know about empty threats. I mean, it's not empty when I would. Listen, I, I can get into it. We can stop writing checks anytime. <laughs> You're the one. I'm the I'm trying to be the hard ass parent. Here you go, being the softy parent. And we still need to pay him. Yeah. How do I get sideswipe for production? That's a good that's a good me. You did a good me, Russ. Yeah, uh, we I need to pay him. He, he's our producer, and he'll be part, be part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I Call Bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. And uh, again, this is the time to get in on their mattress. They, they are coming out with this mattress. You can pre-order right now. They're offering $200 off what retail price is going to be next month. You can get another $23 off by going there via our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A. This mattress is made out of latex and steel and eucalyptus. You combine those things, you're going to get a cool, comfortable mattress Ideal firmness, no matter what your sleep position. This thing is designed for airflow. It's designed to keep you cool. You already love the sheets. Like, go the next step. Get the mattress. You're going to love it. Uh, We are calling bullshit today on, uh, you'll never guess, ESPN. Do you go to a, you ever go to like a a park or something or, uh, you know, all throughout Chicago, they have these little receptacles that you put your your dog's droppings in. You know, you pick it up with the bag, it goes in there. I feel like ESPN is that thing for us. Like, we just keep. 
dumping bullshit on there. Um, the latest, Russ, is uh, they have fallen for a quote. You would think, like, I don't even need to tell you anything about Man, about how badly they got fooled, except that the media outlet that fooled them is called Ballsack. <laughs> <laughs> even Tony Gill who accepts everything he ever hears, be it on the internet, be it on Reddit, be it something someone whispers to another person in front of him on the L, uh, accepts all of that as true. Even Tony Gill would know, hey, ball sack sports, I should check that out. Yeah. yeah I mean. <laughs> they tweeted out a quote from, a fake quote from uh, John ja Morant saying that Michael Jordan would be just another superstar, just another guy thrown out there like, Kyrie or Donovan Mitchell or Luca or whoever, if he was playing in, in today's era. Um, and ESPN ran with it, even though he never said that. In fact, did a whole segment on it and then did a segment apologizing for getting fooled by a fake quote. I don't get how this happens. I, how are the, like, it would be one thing if uh, there's no editors or producers or anything there at ESPN, but you, they've got an army of people that can catch these things. So they, what they've what's happened over there is now they've fallen into the trap, and they're not the only ones. They're the the biggest, so they're the one that catches the heat. But it's a lot of these entities and publications and uh, news, quote unquote, news organizations that have now gotten into the social media game. And it's not about accuracy; it's about who's first, who's funny, who can get the most engagement online and on social. That's what they fall into. And you're not, there's not a lot of research with those things. People are grabbing stuff off social. This person said this. Oh, that got a lot of engagement. We're going to put it on ours. Um, they have an entire campus of people, as you alluded to, in Bristol. You got to have it. There's at least one person who is a, a researcher. And before you posting things on your channel to say, is this true or not? Let's have somebody actually listen to Taylor Rook's interview with John Moran and see if he actually said this. It sounds like they need more old people working there because older people would be like, hmm, is that true? I don't see. And I don't like that either because I'm just like, there's a lot of old people that run ESPN. This is a culture thing, I think. There it's, you go. What uh, They have to fill 24 hours of, of content. They're reaching for any and everything. Uh, and for for ESPN, like the there should be levels. It should be okay. I'm not saying that stuff doesn't slip through, but it should be multiple levels of stuff, like before it seeps out in, into the public, uh, because they are ESPN. Because this is this isn't the first time that this happened to them. Um, they should be on constant alert of okay, where did this come from? That should be the next question once something is pitched. Or present it to for a show. Where did this come from? And if it says, "Oh, uh, ball sack sports," like I mean, it's it's just a simple question. Like when you're doing the show prep, where did this come? Because now you got the host out there looking crazy. If I'm the host, I'm like, "Yes, yo, like I got to do all these shows." Like I'm producing, fact checking, right? I can't, I can't be out here fact checking everything that you guys put in front of me. Right. So the the other and this you make a bring up a good point, Tom. So the other day there was that story that Dame had been trying to reach out to the owner of the Blazers and she wasn't answering his phone calls, emails, and text messages and all that. And we we that story came up in our production meeting by one of the PAs, and I said, "Where is that story from?" 
and they said, uh, it was in the New York Post, and they didn't really link to anything. I said, yeah, we can't and shouldn't run this. Because one thing I know, whether it's the Post or somewhere else, like, we don't know if that's true. There was no sources. There was, I didn't even know the reporter or the person that wrote that story. Uh, come to find out, wasn't true. Dame came out later and said it wasn't true. But that could have made it into our rundown of things we were going to talk about that it got to the point where it got to me when we were talking about our show and I just said, and it helps that me as a reporter, I'm like, Hey, is this true? Who are the source? Who wrote it? Et cetera. Uh, but I imagine everybody's not like me. People are saying, okay, sounds good. Let's talk about it. Uh, and not where did it come from? Well, you're who old school. It? You're old school on this stuff. I don't think that what you're saying is reflective of no, most no, people in the industry in your age bracket, you have, this is one area where you and I have similar sensibilities, I think. Um, I tried to look up boss export. This is the second time, by the way, that uh, ESPN has been fooled by this. In April, Stephen A. Smith got caught by, uh, or, or got fooled by a quote from them where Kyrie Irving was calling James Harden washed. And then, you know, Kevin Durant was making fun of Stephen A. Smith as he loves to do. It's probably his second favorite thing to do other than hitting fadeaway jumpers. Um, I tried to look up, I started my search on what is, what exactly is ball sack sports? Uh, I, I typed, started typing it into Wikipedia. The only, the first result that came up, of course, was uh, the actual thing, not, not the company. Um, but I, I continue to try to make, figure wait, this out. Make sure, make sure you type sports in behind that because it could be a bad day on Google. That's still yo, what came up. Still yo, what came up. Um, me. I, I t- don't type in just bears when you're looking for Chicago Bears information. <laughs> okay. Right. Yo, I was. Do you know shot. that? The, do you know? Do you know that the Bears actually don't have the uh, the domain rights to bears.com? Isn't that amazing? Like, <laughs> oh, I, wouldn't that just be the easiest thing to get? But maybe not. Um. So anyway, Russ, I was trying to figure out what this is though. Like they have 193,000 followers on Twitter, but it's not. I mean, it's not funny i'm not sure like this john morant quote for example it's not funny no no so i don't really get i don't really get what is, they're doing are they is their goal to fool espn and no, others some of the stuff, it is it, some of the stuff it is funny it's like super exaggerated versions of what the truth might actually be like there it's an art to it right where it's just enough information for you to believe it or possibly think that it could be true and then they kind of double down on the ridiculousness somewhere within the quote that they present. Like it, it's it's truly an art to 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 fool professionals to think that a quote from a player or a former player, um, they got it. On, I think they. I don't know if it was ESPN. It might have been ESPN, but they had like a Josh Smith quote where it was like, "Man, if LeBron was playing in my era." Like I would have dominated LeBron when him and LeBron played in the same, and people were running with it. Like people were running with it. It happens all the time. So there, it, and you're calling this an art. This it, is an art to you, Tone. For them, for for them, it's it's they created content. They created. It's not up to them to force you to know what's true and what's not true. That's that's not that's not on them. Like I'm I'm never gonna blame Ballsack Sports for anything that they do. It's a satire. It's the onion. It's it's that form of sports content. It's up to the people that are watching and that are receiving that content to understand that and take it just for what it is. It's a, it's a funny quote. Like it's funny to think about after giving Dame Lillard an extension 
the owner will not be taking his calls. Like that, that is hilarious. That, that's funny. But it's also not true because why would it be true after she handed him more money? Russ, that's only part of what has been a rough week for ESPN. Did you happen to see that Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter was profiled in the Washington Post? I did not see that. He did a pro. He participated in this profile, uh, presumably for damage control, a lot of things lately. Yes, that we've uh, talked about on our pod. Yes. Um, I don't know if he accomplished that because they quote anonymous coworkers uh, ripping him and calling him an embarrassment. And uh, it is also... Uh, which, by the way, only only matters to journalists. I think I don't think that that the average consumer um, in the public is really concerned about any of this. But uh, an interesting detail that came from that profile is that Adam Schefter spends sixteen thousand dollars a year on chocolate for Christmas gifts to sources. Okay, that's just weird. Just a weird little tidbit I was throwing at you. Got it. Oh my! Do you that. send chocolate? Do you send chocolate to sources? I <laughs> don't. No. Okay. Well, you might want to try it. I don't have money for that. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, makes he makes nine millions mil. of dollars. Yeah, nine I, don't, million. I don't have the I don't have the money to do that. Yeah, someday know, maybe, Russ. Someday. Appreciate the people that are that that's that's helping your career. No, no, uh, I, I I I hear that, but <laughs> okay. Holler at me next year, Jason. I'll see if I'm giving out. We'll see how this happens. Thousands of chocolates. Out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I Call Bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Again, you can go on their website right now and get not only the $200 off on the pre-order of their upcoming mattress, which is going to be spectacular, you can get another $23 off if you go there via our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This man, Ray Allen, said LeBron was a great, a great dribbler, so that's why he's not the GOAT. <laughs> what? I would have been like, all right, man, shut up. <laughs> hey, bro. It was such a weird, like, dressing that, like, lecture that Ray Allen was giving this kid. The, the kid's that's like, like oh, so weird. Okay. Ray Allen's just kind of an odd personality. He's, he's, he's one of those people that, like if you're interviewing him, no matter what you ask him, he will disagree with the premise of your question. The premise of your question could be totally factual and like clear cut. And he will, and you know what I'm talking about? You know, those people that are just kind of contrarian By when you totally. have conversations with like, they just want to disagree with everything. It's kind of just their, in, their instinct is just to disagree with whatever somebody is saying to them. Uh, do you, who was this kid? Do we know who this kid was, Tony, that he was lecturing about, uh, about how Michael, uh, about how LeBron wasn't the goat. What, what did he say, Russ? He said that LeBron, LeBron he wasn't said, the goat. I, I he have wasn't a quote here. Go ahead. Uh, he said he can score and pass it. Uh, the fan said in the video, uh, "Is he a great free throw shooter? Is he a great three point shooter? Is he a great dribbler?" Ray Allen responded, adding, "So you're saying he's the goat, but he ain't even the greatest in all them categories. You know who it is, MJ." So he was meeting uh, some kids at the, I think, an AAU tournament. And they were talking about who the GOAT was. And he said, 
that he was basically telling this kid, LeBron is not a great dribbler or shooter, so he is therefore not the GOAT. It's Which is a bad it. argument. It's fine, fine for his opinion to be that Michael Jordan is and LeBron isn't. That's fine, but yeah, like, yeah it's but, a weird, it's an odd way of defending that. Yes. And just if you look at Ray Allen's face and his tone in this video, it's like it's like the kid said something that offended him. It's like Ray Allen was just going about his business, and then he heard something that he needed to correct. How Russ. dare you, 16-year-old right. kid? Yeah, pull your pants up while you're at it. <laughs> it had that vibe to it. It had that tone to it. Definitely had the uh, young man. Yeah. Um, that I There was another kind of wild take that I heard about, a basketball take I heard this week. Not a former player, at least not yet, but Andre Iguodala was saying that uh, – Rashid Wallace would be a top five player if he was in today's NBA. He would be better than Giannis, a guy who I feel like we maybe have never seen a Giannis type player before. And and while Rashid Wallace was a really good, Rashid Wallace was a really good player, but uh, I don't think he's Giannis. Did you, so? Did you just listen to that whole thing? Like, what provoked him to say that? I don't know exactly what provoked him to say that. Do you, Tone? Yes. Uh, he was doing an interview in Tahoe where he was golfing in the, the big fancy celebrity tournament that they oh, had there. Yeah, the one um, that Aaron Rodgers plays in. Yeah. He was with. Steph's done it a couple times. He was actually with our guy, Chris Cody and uh, Stu Gotts from the Dan Levitard show. And he mentioned uh, in passing that, you know, in regards to should the Warriors go after Kevin Durant, um, he was making a point that, hey, th- there hasn't been a NBA champion without, you know, NBA Hall of Famers on them. And then it was mentioned that except for those Detroit Pistons. And he was like, wait. Then went on his tangent about Rasheed Wallace. Um, I don't 100% disagree with that. The only part I disagree with is that he'd be better than Giannis because we haven't seen anything like Giannis. But she would have been a max player if he played today. Like he he was, I mean, he was a little bit he was a little bit ahead of his time in being his size and being the type of outside shooter that he was and being able to do a lot of different things. All, yeah, all the things that he was doing is extremely valuable now. Like it's it's weird how you know it's funny how just groupthink works that it just takes us a long time to get to places that we need to in terms of learning. Like the three point line was instituted, like what in the seventies, like in, yes. in or in, in yeah in the seventies. It's one more point more than what you're trying to do. You're trying to go through all these bodies to get there when the one out there is a whole extra point, and it took us to what the last eight years to figure that out. And the league's been around for so long, so it's funny how how. What we value now wasn't valuable back in the day. And I think Rasheed Wallace was one of those players that would have been extremely valuable. Just as defensive-minded and in terms of his greatness on the defensive end as Draymond Green. But he can shoot. Like, And, and Draymond is, is essentially a max player. So, yeah, I think he would be a, a franchise guy if he was playing today. I just don't think, obviously, he was wouldn't be better than Giannis. He wouldn't have been better than Chris Bosh. Oh. He wouldn't. He would yes. not have. And Chris Bosh was have. not a top five, top ten he player. Have. He would have. Chris Bosh was not no. the defender Rasheed Wallace was. 
Chris Chris Bosh was an excellent outside shooter, excellent Bro, pick and roll. Chris Bosh in Toronto, come on now. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. doing this. I'm not yeah, doing this. Also gonna I, I think with Andre Iguodala, I think this is an example of like going deep into your media career here, where it's like you're on a you're on a mic a lot more than you've been before, and you're saying a lot of things, and you kind of the more you're the more you're on a mic, the the less thinking happens i think a lot of times and that's that's sports media now right that can happen to us too that can happen to us too you're doing i think rarely but yeah i mean it can happen it can happen but it can it happen sure but (sighs) and if you're thinking anything at all at that point once you're on a mic all the time if you're thinking at all you're probably thinking what can i say that's most strident and most surprising to people and most going to be you know a controversial opinion and I think that's a little bit of what Andre Guadalla got into here is when he took it so far as to say that Rasheed Wallace is better than he'll a, have a player, a, uh, an, a practically unprecedented player. He'll yeah. have a he'll have a seat at the four letters. So. <laughs> he probably will. What else was going on in basketball, Tone? You had a few other things you wanted to fill me in on. We have a whispers of a Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. Oh yeah, trade. Yeah, yeah uh, Shams so, is reporting be, that uh, the Knicks and the Utah Jazz are working on a trade. Uh, centered around Donovan Mitchell, it does nothing okay. for the Knicks other than just this is the this is the Carmelo trade all over again. <laughs> you know, like adding Carmelo got them what a playoff series win. Like, except Donovan is yeah, worse than Carmelo. It might be a five seed uh, with this yeah. four seed. Like, again, first. I have no fear in my heart about what the Knicks are doing. I will never have any fear in my heart about what the Knicks are doing. It's just not something that crosses my radar. Like, oh man, here come the Knicks. That has nobody has ever said that ever. Here come the Knicks. If if they have a bad contract they need to dump off, they say, Here come the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, he's about to he's about to fill it. He is about to he was able to hide on the West Coast Donovan and Mitchell. in Utah. Donovan Mitchell. And with the covering of Rudy Gobert. Like he is about to hear it. And I get, you know, that's that's the hometown for him. Um, going to that organization is not going to do him any favors except maybe give him a couple more commercials. But, yeah, I just don't – he's not a good defender. It's going to be two dudes in, in Jalen Brunson, like Russ mentioned before we before we record. It's going to be two dudes just not playing defense. They're going to be a turnstile. <laughs> What what else is going on in basketball, Tony? You had a few others. I was asking Tony what he's been thinking about this week, Russ, and he immediately goes to his tweets. Starts searching his tweets as though that's like a database of his thoughts. That is. Kinda if you want to know where my brain is is at, just search my Twitter timeline. Tony, do you think that's a good idea? Uh yeah. Okay. So do you, do you there's never any kind of caution sign? You don't see a yellow light ever. If the yellow uh, light has went on, send something. If the yellow light has come on, it has been sent to our group chat. That's the yellow light. Okay. All right. I'm talking about yellow light like at a stoplight. Uh, so you actually it, stop. It, you stop slip. at those in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's, a, okay. it's, it's right. green, okay. red. It's, it's rarely yellow. Green, red. Like, uh, I'll probably send this to the group chat. Not <laughs> there is no yellow. <laughs> Tony wants the actual traffic signs to be like that, too. Let's see what happens. Goal stop. Hard stops. <laughs> It's time to give honor to whom honor is due. I take the cash and I take the respect. Give it up, give it up, give it up. We just want our respect. To some people, that's more important. It's time to pay homage. And I want my damn respect, too. Woo!
presented by our friends at Homage Clothing. We heard back from the Amish people, by the way, uh, about that intro that Tony did, and they loved it. I think they might agree with you, Tone, that you are, as you claim to be, the littest producer in the game. Oh, yeah. I didn't have one doubt in my mind. Come on. I got the John Morant <laughs> confidence with that. We know that there's no doubt in your mind. There's doubt in a lot of other people. Tony minds. is a producer. The littiest. And, and sometimes he acts lit. But I wouldn't put those two words together. I'd find different words to put together for him. There's a producer ranking out here in these local Chicago streets. I'm top five, not five though. Tanny, we've we've done this before. We've already done. Yeah, this is yeah. a rerun. Yeah, it's you've fine. claimed made this claim before. Yes, I, st- I still got to remind the folks. You know, we know we know where you're staking your claim. We got it. Ray Diaz, my guy. <laughs> I'm gonna start uh, naming producers. Right. Yeah, just anyone. <laughs> yeah, just running through a list of them. Yeah, uh, pay homage is brought to you, of course, by homage. Justin Rhodes. You can go. Don't disrespect me like that. Come on. You can go uh, to homage and get twenty percent off your first order with our promo code Sports Twenty. By the way, Russ, as you know, we've been doing this uh, hundred dollar homage giveaway, and before we reveal which people or entities we're going to pay homage to, mm-hmm. let's announce our winner here. It right. is Tim Cohn. Shout out to Tim. Tony, get the round of applause for Tim. I love Tim's five-star review of our show. Russ, would you like to hear it? I do. Are you thinking of starting your umpteenth murder podcast? How many self-help or financial podcasts can you listen to before you realize you're just broke in more ways than one? (laughs) It's time to start looking for something new. Sure, you can listen to just sports talk if all you care about are the facts statistics, and newsworthy events of what's going on in sports. Or you could listen to all the adjacent podcasts out there if you just want to know about all the things that are kind of related to other things. But what Jason and Russ have done is combine those two things into one podcast that is sports adjacent. Yeah, you will hear a little bit about sports, but you'll also hear a little bit about just random stuff that's happening in their lives. Think of it like you're just listening to your buds talk, but they can't, but you can't talk. And they can't hear or see you like you, like you're hiding in the closet or under the bed or something, but less creepy. That's a good review. I like this. Style. Hey, yo, shout out to him, oh, man. Nice work, Tim yeah, Cohn. You win $100 at Amish. $100. Which you will get. 100 bucks at Amish. Yeah, you'll you can go a long stuff. way. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Tony. Who are you uh, paying homage today to today? Oh, yeah. My man's Ozzy Ginn <laughs> is not... <laughs> playing around with folks and i'm here for it he's also my uh my work teammate down at uh, right. ABC yes. chicago um but that guy got my team the white Sox, a world championship when nobody thought it was possible um and he cares a lot about the white Sox, and the way that they've been playing this year has been very disappointing it's been discouraging, and I don't, I don't, I'm not a baseball fan, as you guys know. I am a fan of the White Sox because it's a team specific to the South Side of Chicago, which I grew up. So, to a certain degree, I feel where Ozzy's uh, coming from. And recently, he went on a big time rant that went viral locally 
um, just saying how disappointed he was in his mentor, his former manager, Tony LaRussa, about how this team is playing. Um, he even mentioned one of the funniest sports jokes I've ever heard, saying Tony LaRussa right now is Rick Renteria with credentials. That is hilarious, but also true. This team has massively underperformed uh, under the watch of Tony LaRussa. And I firmly believe that Ozzie Guillen is, is not, he's not vying for that job. He really cares about the White Sox. And he has a lot of respect for Tony LaRussa. But what's been going on on the South Side has been ridiculous. Uh, and, and borderline fans are, are going to, are feeling apathetic towards this team. They are. They just have been so mid this year. And Ozzy was able to formulate that in his words, the frustration of every White Sox fan into that rant that he had on the show. And then had to come back again the next day and say, look, John Heyman, who 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 was talking smack to him on Twitter, say, hey, we can set up a we can throw hands for charity. We can throw hands if you want to do it. So shout out to I'm paying homage to Ozzy again, my guy. For, for standing up for what he believes in and for calling out BS. Russ, who or what are you paying homage to this week? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. I am paying homage to the Baltimore Orioles. And when I said I was going to do this, you, you were very confused. You said, oh, why would you do that? Yes, that was all you told me was Baltimore Orioles, and I had no idea what that would be about. Yeah, and then I said you must not watch baseball because don't, the Baltimore, don't watch the Baltimore Orioles. I know that. Well, the the Baltimore Orioles, Jason. If you did watch baseball and or the Orioles, you would know that they are the hottest team in Major League Baseball right now, winning ten consecutive de- games as of this recording. They are forty five and forty four, which is a better record than the Chicago White Sox, the team that you root for, and they're doing it with a payroll under fifty million dollars. <laughs> So that's why I'm paying homage to the Baltimore Orioles, and therefore you should watch more baseball. But let me continue, Jason. I get it now, but it's sad. I, have we ever talked about the White Sox on here in a way that wasn't sad? No, ever. No, it's it's it, it, that's why uh, um, that's why I would say we should uh, do what was that the bear segment we do? Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine except for the White, White Sox. Sox. Um, we'll, it, we'll have to come up with a new name for it. Like everything's going great. Yes, Um, but the Baltimore Orioles, I'll say this. Coming into the season, I think most people thought they were destined for another 100-plus loss season. And if you looked at their roster as currently assembled at the time, I wouldn't uh, disagree with that. However, they've played good baseball. They've brought up kids to the big league level, mainly Adley Rushman, who's the number one prospect in the game, catcher. And since that time, you're watching a team that has taken the next step in their rebuild. They're not done yet, but there are people who are arguing, could they buy at the trade deadline? And so the fact that people are even asking that is a sign that they have taken a step forward. They just had their first month over 500 since 2017. They won their first, uh, had their first winning streak of 10 plus games since 1999. It's a fun team right now. Uh, and they might not, they're not world beaters. They're not going to uproot the Yankees for top spot in the AL East. But you look up, if you're an Orioles fan, you haven't had a lot of reasons to celebrate in a long time. Ever. And for the, fir- 
I mean, that's not true. But the, for the first it has time been a long time. Russ is correct. They have a team that has won the World Series, Tony. Like it might be, well, it might, but well, it might be ever as far as Tony's concerned. It might be right. ever during Tony's time on the Earth. Tony's never even could, been to Baltimore, so I don't care what he has to say. It could be true. I've seen the wire. Tony, please. He's, he's seen time. the wire, Russ. Please acknowledge that. No. So that's why I'm paying homage to the Baltimore Orioles. And who knows? Like, let's you finish the season. Maybe you win 78, 79, 80 games. Maybe 81. Maybe go 81 and 81. That's a significant step for a team uh, that had as many losses as they did last year. Yo, they at least smacking. Every team in the division over 500. Smacking. <laughs> they are not. They should, they, I don't know what they should do, but it'd be dope to have like a, I don't know, like an all-star game amongst the divisions in baseball. Yo, AL East smacking everybody. I love I love the idea of like dueling baseball insiders here where Russ lays out everything about the Orioles and what this means and how their roster has evolved and this catcher prospect. And then you go to Tony and he goes, the AL East be smacking. And that's it. Jason, I'm paying uh, homage. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so you didn't. Who are you paying homage to this week? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Russ. Uh, I'm paying homage to uh, wide receiver Devontae Adams. An ESPN poll of 50-plus executives, coaches, scouts, and players voted him the number one wide receiver in the game. Ahead of the guy that you would probably put as number Cooper one Cooper Douglas Cup. He came in second. So I'm paying homage to Devontae Adams because he got, he's gotten, or is go, or probably going to get, everything he wanted out of this. He wanted out of Green Bay. He wanted to go to Vegas. He's going to get the money. He got the five years, $140 million contract. And everybody is betting on the fact that he will still be good, dominant, best in the game good without Aaron Rodgers. That he will show that it was him. So everything's coming up Devontae Adams right now. Good for him. I don't know how I feel about that. About which part? About him being voted the number one receiver. It goes, uh, the voting of, again, 50-plus NFL Personnel from execs down to players. Uh, it goes Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Debo Samuels, and DK Metcalf. I don't think they were they were ever going to vote uh, the right person. That should have been number one, Cooper Cup. Why is that? Don't answer that, please. Don't answer that, please. Position hey, Homage is brought to you by Homage. You can go to Homage and get 20% off your first purchase there with promo code SPORTS20. We're always on here talking about the graphic tees. They have so many great graphic tees, sports and non-sports. You see Tony's got the Rugrats Chicago Bulls. Russ has the Space Jam shirt. I've got one of their National Park shirts, the, the Florida Everglades National Park. But they got a lot beyond that. I was looking, Russ. They, these are all the things they have that are just in their go-to collection. So these are things that are plain. Like if you just need to refresh your T-shirts or your sweatpants or your shorts or your tank tops, uh, men's and women's, all this stuff. They've got T-shirts, polos, lightweight hoodie, which is like kind of a, a hoodie but a T-shirt type material, I believe. A full-on hoodie, a men's tank top, a women's tank top, crew sweatshirts, Mesh, nylon, and sweat shorts. I got two pairs of the uh, the rec shorts, the nylon shorts that I really like. Sweatpants, joggers, onesies. It's all, They have all this stuff in men's, women's, and kids, and they have bundles on a lot of these things where if you buy two of them or three of them, you save a little money, and then you can save additional money 
with our promo code SPORTS20 at Homage. We got to get Jason some hooky daddy shorts. I don't think we want to see that. Jason runs. He's got, he has great legs. Thanks, Tone. Yeah, I got you, bud. I'm not going to disrespect your gains. Here's my thing with uh, the Hoochie Daddy shorts. <laughs> you got to have uh, the calves. You got to have make sure you have calves, which Jason as a runner would. Mm-hmm. But you yep. got to have some some hamstring and quad action. Because mm-hmm. they're pretty high. They get pretty high up there. What uh, what exactly are Hoochie Daddy shorts? I have not heard this term. <laughs> this is great content. All right, so Hoochie Daddy shorts are shorts that uh, the brothers are wearing, including myself, uh, okay. usually gray sh- sweat shorts. Mm-hmm. They have the five-inch seam or less. Okay. But so are they like, like spandex material or are they loose? No, they're they're, they're gray sweat shorts. It's like so like sweat okay. sweatpants material. Are, how tight shorts. are they? How tight are they? Is what I'm. I asking. mean, as a five inch seam, they're 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 coming mid calf. Com- compression, okay. compression. No, they're That's not. What I wanted to know. They're okay. not compression All right. tight. All right, now I get it. Okay. Uh, so it's All hot, right. man. It's 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 a little looser than the. Compression. So the one the one I have the ones I have are mid thigh. Uh, they are not like squeezing my thigh, but like they're nestled up against my. And these leg. are these are not for working out. Uh, these hoochie no, daddy no, no, shorts. No. This is no, all, no, no, all no, no, about no. being a hoochie daddy. Okay, there you go. All and, about and this is a term me. I can say, or no? I should have asked that before I said it. No, 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 no. You can say it. Yeah, yeah. That, okay. Who, who being hoochie daddy shorts is for everybody. Being a okay. hoochie daddy is a lifestyle. Jason. It's a lifestyle. It's not a. It's not anybody a, can be a hoochie. Anybody daddy. can be. Yeah. You could be a hoochie daddy. Oh, I suspect that I'm not. I mean, but you could be. You could though. How would that uh, interplay with my marriage? Is are those things compatible? Or no, not? I would imagine okay. uh, you bring off hoochie daddy vibes in, with with your wife. You gonna you gonna have a good time. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. We, we definitely. I mean, after she gets over her bout with COVID, but yes, yes. and me uh, over my inevitable. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you don't want to don't want to switch Friday. room. He's just sleeping in the same bed, bedroom, everything. He's just like, eh, well, I'm I'm here. Only for, got- I'm here for Jason in in the in the hoochie daddy shorts. Oh, I appreciate that, Tony. You really uh, you made me feel good today. Thank you, buddy. It sounded like what Zach Wilson's friend's mom said. Oh, okay, <laughs> Russ, would you like to hear the news that we didn't get to today? <laughs> yes. Uh, so I've been watching the internet a lot lately, and I've uh, been been very discouraged by what okay. I've seen. What have you seen? Has anyone ever said they've been watching the internet a lot lately and happy about it, and been like, "Oh, there was some really good things happening on the internet this very week"? Very rarely. Uh, a man named the Tipsy Bartender, and I assume he's uh, one of these TikTokers. Oh that you hear my about. god! What? What happened? Well, he made uh, he made sa- a sangria or like sangria adjacent, whatever you want to call this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he made it in his sink. Yeah. So the video is very entertaining. It's like a one minute video and he's mm-hmm. slashing a bag of ice mm-hmm. and he's into the sink and he's pouring vodka and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a uh, box of wine and uh, peach schnapps and all these that coconut rum, mm-hmm. uh, cutting up fresh fruit, throwing it in there, oranges oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Dumps in a big thing of Hawaiian punch, uh, cherry pop, uh, sun kissed. Mm-hmm. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he scoops up a big glass of it and he's very proud of himself. Uh, I, but I don't understand making this in the sink. 
there's just nothing about I don't want to drink something out of somebody's sink. And no, I know you're gonna sit here no, and say I'm that good. he cleaned his sink. He probably I'm sure he scrubbed his sink down. He probably I'm sure the tipsy bartender followed all sanitary protocols. But sinks are gross. Kitchen they sinks are. are gross. Yeah, okay. People season chicken in sinks. The sink is disgusting. Sinks are disgusting. Like, like even when your sink is clean, it used to be disgusting. And it's only like, you know, that that little rubber insult inset in the uh, drain that's separating you from all the food remnants that have gone down there. Like I don't want anything made in a in a sink. I mean make it make it in the, some kind of pitcher or cooler like a normal person. But it's for a party. He's you know. Dog, Tony, you there's no rationalizing that that's not disgusting. Oh, there is. I know exactly why he's defending it because he was all over it when people were, uh, you know, making food on weird surfaces. They're not the professionals. He's a professional. That's I, I know why you're defending this. Plus, plus, all that alcohol is killing all those germs. You're good. Uh, was this guy nice to Tony once? That way, you know, he makes good videos. I enjoy, I don't drink personally. But I enjoy watching his videos. They're very entertaining. And it's like I know exactly why stuff. he's defending this, but I can't say it. Because he's a black? Is it- Russ, do you remember Jamarcus Russell? <laughs> I do. Number one pick, number one pick as a quarterback back in 2007 out of mm-hmm. LSU to the Raiders. Uh, he appeared on the Pivot podcast, which is, I, I'm Ryan, not, I think it's Ryan, Ryan Taylor, Ryan Clark. Yeah. I don't know how many of these guys are on yeah, the Crowder. Channing Crowder. Uh, yeah, I, I watched most of this episode actually on YouTube. Their podcast is very good. Mm-hmm. It's very Solid. interesting. Very produced. They, they have a lot of cameras and a lot of effects and everything going, but uh, really good. Um, he says, Jamarcus Russell says he's fine with you calling him a bust. Just make sure you emphasize that he is the all-time bust. He says, quote, my bleep didn't turn out how I wanted it to or not how they expected it to. But if you're going to call me a bust, put the biggest on that mother bleeper, man. I and mean, he might I, actually be. I was like, I, I saw what Jamarcus Russell looked like in a lot of those old school pictures. And he was the biggest bust. <laughs> I mean, this, but this isn't like Greg Oden, where Greg Oden was a bust because he was hurt. Jamarcus no. Russell was a bust because uh, he made a lot of bad decisions. There you go. There, his, his former teammate, David Deal, tells a famous story about how they... Uh, they sent um, Jamarcus Russell home with some film to watch about blitz packages of the opponent they were watching that week. And then he comes home, or he, he comes back the next day, and they say, hey, what did you think? And he goes, oh, yeah, whew, those blitz packages, man. And the, uh, the tapes that they sent him home with were blank. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I hope it was fun for speaking, him. Speaking of uh, rehashing the mid-2000s, this is a story for you, Tone. On that same episode of The Pivot, former Dolphins linebacker Channing Crowder, which I, I love Channing Crowder. I covered Channing Crowder when I was like 22, and he was fantastic. No surprise that he's gone on to be a radio host and podcast host and all this stuff. Uh, very funny, very charismatic. Um, but he told a story on this episode, Tone, of uh, hiring a stripper to dance for Nick Saban during his time with the Dolphins. My guy. Nick Saban, your guy, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh Russ, when I tell you that, uh, and, and you visualize this scenario of a stripper coming into the headquarters of the Miami Dolphins, according to Channing Crowder, and uh, dancing all up on Nick Saban, how do you imagine this going? 
I mean, what are, you, what are you seeing in your mind right now? I've never seen a happy Nick Saban, very mm-hmm. rarely, so I don't imagine it going well. Oh, you're exactly right, according to Channing Crowder. He says that the stripper uh, came in wearing only a thong and a Jason Taylor jersey, and uh, Nick Saban was in a chair, and she went and, quote, shook it for Nick Saban, and Nick Saban grabbed her hips, pushed her to the side, and ran up the stairs. <laughs> Yeah, my guy. <laughs> He's still your guy after that. <laughs> I feel like though that that's Channing Crowder telling a supposedly revealing story that is not revealing at all. Like we, we, we all knew that's how it would go. Hundred percent. I, I I imagine Nick Saban just critiquing her. Like, hey, that's not how you do. It. You really got to get in there. What are you? What are you doing? Get in the three point stance, right? Arch the back. And throw that thing. You understand me? Now try it again. Don't look. You, you can't practice till you get it right. Practice till you can't get it wrong. I want you to keep working on your Nick Saban for uh, for the fall for football season, Tone. <laughs> Russ Kyrie Irving might eventually uh, come out on top here of his situation. He might get out of Brooklyn. He's going to get his money this year either way, and he might get his way to the Lakers. Interesting. This seems to be kind of the leader in the clubhouse of where he'll end up. Uh, it's you know still rumor mill at this point. Did, did did he and LeBron somehow in their beef? Well, he said some things over the years, uh, Kyrie has, that have, I think, been intended to make peace with that, yeah, okay. with, with uh, their situation. And, uh, boy, if you're LeBron, well, if you're LeBron, you might want to listen to what uh, Brian Windhorst said about the Lakers situation. And now, Tony Gill reads. So, fellas? <laughs> you're wearing your glasses almost normal for once. Almost. How you guys doing? Tony Gill with glasses. Appreciate you guys. Happy back on the show. What's good? I see you guys in your homage. Turn me up. <laughs> Feel me? Send me a shirt. Okay. Can you can you do the the job that uh, Tony Gill without glasses pays you for? Ah, uh, really? Yes, yes, yes. Gotcha. <laughs> ESPN Brian Winters on the Lakers. Hey, what's his name? Brian Winters. <laughs> Winters. How <you> <laughs> uh, does this keep happening? <laughs> yeah, go back and listen. Go back and check the tape because there's been like three or four things on the show that I've read today, mm-hmm. and I, I just like as a non-professional reader, mm-hmm. unlike you, I, I want you to just listen mm-hmm. to when I had to read things today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you are in the profession of words. You know, Tony Gill with glasses is in the profession of reading things that you send him. All right, so, what did uh? Ryan Windhurst, as you call him. Say. <laughs> this is not a buffet where they have a choice among six or seven different star players. Would it be better to have a no-ego, low-stress superstar like Steph Curry to come to their team? I think anybody would choose Steph Curry over Kyrie Irving. They don't have that. It's the end of the night. There's one piece of pizza sitting there. Either go hungry or take that pizza pizza. And in this case... It's not a bad pizza pizza. 
It's not a bad pizza. Pe- Are you doing a Little Caesars commercial in the movie? <laughs> did you say? Did you say piece of pizza or pizza pizza? Which thing did you say? I definitely heard piece of pizza. Uh, Why are know. you working in ads for companies that we don't work with? <laughs> was Toyota last week? What kind of side deal do you have that we don't know about? Hey, just just let works, just let you really work for a marketing know. agency. Yeah, Russ, I like the analogy, and I think we all know what the, you know the real. What do you? What do we? Yeah, that's like a yeah. Disneyed up version of what yes, Brian Windhorst is really trying to make an analogy to. Uh, Kyrie Irving would, in my opinion, put the Lakers in the mix if. Anthony Davis is healthy, man. But that's a huge we got to stop assuming that. If, I know. Well, I know. But what else yeah. are you going to do if you're the Lakers? I mean, it'd be a big Kyrie Irving is still just like he's a knucklehead, man. But he is still really, really good. Yeah, and he's 30 years old mm-hmm. and he's a lot better than Russell Westbrook. The only thing I don't see here is like why what would what would incentivize Brooklyn to do this deal? Because the Lakers aren't going to be sending you anything. They don't have any assets. Yeah. They're the oldest team in NBA history. Like, they don't, they can't, they literally can't. I, I'm not going to believe it till I see it. Kyrie Irving, by the way, career high last season, 27.4 points per game and career high at 42% three-point shooting. Man, he's so good, but he's also so Kyrie. And this is like a different Kyrie, too. Like, LeBron is just assuming, oh, I, when Kyrie was with me, he was in check. This is, also, this is not that Kyrie, bro. Like, this is going to be a lot more difficult than you think. When he don't show up to practice, how that going to go? Pa- Passive-aggressive LeBron dealing with uh, a person that's more aggressive-aggressive in terms of the trouble that he causes. Okay. You going to go back to calling him the kid instead of Kyrie? If you're Kyrie, this is a step up from what he's in right now where Durant's going to be out of there. And if you're LeBron, like, what else are you going to do, man? Who else are you going to get? Like, this is not the worst plan for them if they could. But I, again, I don't know how they make the trade happen. Uh, big news from reality TV. Jeremy Hartwell, a 36-year-old from Chicago, filed a class action lawsuit against Netflix, Kinetic Content, that's the production company, and Delirium TV, that's the casting agency, for uh, terrible treatment and low pay during his time on season two of Love is Blind. His lawsuit alleges, quote, inhumane working conditions. This is your show here, Tone. Now, Jeremy Uh-oh. Hartwell was not one of the main people that we saw go along. I don't think he paired up uh, at all in the, in the initial the phase of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, alleged, he alleges the following. He alleges that the producers of this show tried to get these contestants uh, drunk, basically. The only drinks provided on set were alcohol, energy drinks, pop, and mixers. Um, their uh, their water was strictly limited, and producers withheld room keys to limit their sleep, and directed hotel staff to deny them food. All of these things, Hartwell alleges, uh, in order to kind of uh, foster this like sort of desperate kind of altered, like you know, kind of break down their inhibitions and make them kind of uh, desperate, I guess, for human connection so that they would pair up. On top of all that, Russ, he alleges they were paid $1,000 a week for work that required seven days a week up to 20 hours a day. Netflix with no comment as of Wednesday night. Tone, listen, remember, this was a show you tried to get Russ to go on and audition Mm -hmm. for. You wanted Russ to be in this situation, Tone. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what, Tone. You should be ashamed of yourself. 
My my rate is way more than a thousand bucks a week. Russ is very wealthy. We've covered that. <laughs> I mean, he seems like he's got a fair case. It seems like uh, uh, Netflix is about to about to come out uh, the bag. Well, one. we'll see. Uh, we got to see if anybody joins him on this lawsuit and if he can prove any of it. Right now, it's just a lawsuit that he's filed. Yeah, you can't be denying people water. That's wild. That's uh, the remember the Titan stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all legend, yes. Uh, and finally, Russ, I, I, I know you. You're a uh, sophisticated man. Are you interested in different types of whiskey? Yes. Actually. Different blends, different interesting uh, distillations or whatever they would call it of whiskey. Yes, please. You like an old fashioned, don't you? Yes. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Right. Uh, would you try a glass of whiskey if I told you it was made from crabs? It was made from what? Crabs. Small green crabs. No, I wouldn't be my first choice. All right. Well, let me see if I can talk you into it here. Uh, introducing Crab Trapper. Tamworth Distilling is in Tamworth, New Hampshire, and they have attacked their local crab problem by turning these crabs into whiskey. Tony, speaking of New Hampshire here, uh, as someone who has not traveled many places, what do you imagine New Hampshire is like? What's your best guess? Uh, I don't know. Little House on the Prairie? Uh, You got to stop asking him things. That wasn't even close to being New Hampshire. (laughs) So, Russ, New Hampshire is overrun by these invasive green crabs that came over a long time ago from Europe, and it is tremendously harmful to their local seafood industry these things these things are are numerous they're legion and they eat up to 40 clams or mussels a day and you know those are supposed to go to us those are our clams <laughs> our mussels right we need some clam chowder well, this isn't for the crabs to eat but they're eating it so tamworth distillery uh takes these crabs they capture them it's probably pretty easy to do because there's tons of them uh cleans and preps the crabs and then kind of cooks them into a stock and then they add mustard seed, coriander, cinnamon, and then there's a bourbon base to it. And this is their crab tapper, crab trapper, whiskey. Uh, each bottle of this uses one pound of crabs. If you're not enticed yet, let me let me see if I can if I can lure you in with uh, how they describe what this tastes like. Okay. And now, Tony Gill reads. Again? We back yes. at it again with another one. That means go. Tony, get with glasses. Rush, you don't seem very enthusiastic about uh, Tony, get with glasses. Tony, when we go to this for the second time, you just read it, please. I mean, <laughs> hey man, Tony, get with glasses is a star, too. Uh, you did all this the first time. You barely time. employed. Tell Russ about the uh, Crab Trapper whiskey. Crab Trapper is made with a bourbon base, steeped with a custom crab, corn, and a spice blend mixture. Best likened to a low country boil. The crabbers present lightly on the nose, accompanied by coriander and bay to smooth out any high notes. The body carries hints of the maple and vanilla oak notes lent from the full body base. The spirit finishes with heavier notes of clove, cinnamon, and allspice, leaving a light, pleasant spice on the palate. Now you're in, right, Russ? <laughs> no. 
Have you and ever- I, and he he missed the word because it was supposed to be obey. Yeah, like the seasoning. Few, there might have been a few things missing in there, but either way, I I feel like if you tried that without knowing what was in it, you'd probably like, and then you'd find out what was in it, you'd spit it all out of your mouth immediately. Like likely. Is that it? Um, That's the news where you're caught up on everything. You could go about your weekend now and you are completely current. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Sports Jason. But before we go, we want to thank our lovely sponsors, Sheets and Giggles. You can get $23 off your next order at sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get the softest sheets you ever had. They also have the Lovely mattress that Tony's been really excited about coming out. Tony's making a uh, humping gesture. <laughs> there was no better way to say it than that. Yeah. We also have Amish. You can get 20% off at Amish.com using promo code SPORTS20. Correct? SPORTS20. Yeah. That's our new yeah. code. Sports right. 20. If you use the other code, it's not going to work. Yeah. So Y'all turned us up too much. Y'all turned us up. You have to switch it up. <laughs> Sports 20 to get 20% off your uh, first order at homage.com. Uh, first of all, we want to thank everybody out there for listening this week. Uh, continue to share the podcast. Continue to share it on social. You guys have been doing a great job supporting our sponsors, and they are very pleased by that, both Sheets and Giggles and Homage. These are two businesses we really love partnering with. We don't just partner with anybody. And so we want to be really strategic with that. And uh, this seems like a really good fit for both of these places. And we appreciate you guys supporting them. Make sure you download the podcast, listen to the podcast, share with a friend. If you got a, a friend that you've never told about Sports Adjacent, I need you to do one thing for me this weekend. Tell one person about Sports Adjacent. Have them listen to the podcast. They won't regret it. Uh, Tony, you have something. No, yeah. Shout out to our winner of the uh, the hundred dollar gift card, Ooh, Tim Cohn. Yeah, Tim, Tim. Cohn for that Shout funny, funny review. Continue to rate and review, guys. Like, yes. that's how people are going to find our show. If you boost us up, turn us up. Give us, with the, give with us the five rate. stars. It, it, it takes literally like what one minute, not yeah. even to do the the rating, but just one yeah. minute just to write a review. Just show us your appreciation. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Good job, Tony. Uh, Jason, do you have anything else for the final folks go? Tony comes through at the end. Look at that, Russ. He landed the plane. All's forgiven, right? No, that's not how this works. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports with Jason with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.